Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar podcast media and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? The NCAA's new noggin, new commissioner, Charlie Baker, soon to be the former governor of Massachusetts, going to run the NCAA, taking over from Mark Emmert. Uh, oh boy, got his work cut out for him. It is the NCAA a little bit like the old USSR when everything broke apart in the early 90s. But maybe that's not the best analogy right now, but hey, at the time, that's what the NCAA is like. Nowhere near the governing body that it used to be. Why? Because of the money and influence the conferences have with their own television content. Now, it's why. It's plain and simple as to why. So now what? Now what? What's Charlie Baker do? What should his order of business be now that he's taking over the NCAA? And it focuses entirely on football. Three things that he can do that would make commissioners say, okay, let's say here, conference commissioners, let's slow down a little bit. Maybe we need the NCAA. So we're going to look at that. Also, Tom Brady's Tempest, as he hits the final month, maybe of his career in Tampa. Oh boy. You know, regret. Should he have some? None. Actually, what is happening this year to Tom Brady, very similar to what happened in the last five years to Tom Brady this year. This year mirrors something almost identical, and it could end up mirroring it in the postseason as well. So we're going to look at that. We've seen this story before. We've seen this movie before. The Force Awakens, right? A New Hope, original Star Wars. Very similar. That's what this is for Tom Brady. And we're going to wrap with a little military misfire. Not really the military's fault, more like Congress's fault. Something that's happening to one player in particular of the Service Academy that's just a big mistake. Again, Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio, network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram. Harp on Sports Facebook page. Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel. Consume us via that route. Also, podcast, as always, Harp on Sports, the bar, auditory route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, and Apple Podcast, harponsports.com, front and center. Okay. I, oh baby, when I saw this, I thought, okay, he's got his work cut out for him. Charlie Baker, the new, soon to be new president of the NCAA, going to become the former governor of Massachusetts. This is a Republican running a blue state. You can read into that all you want, but when the state is primarily blue and he's red, shows you that he's extremely popular on both sides and vis-a-vis with Democrats that are elected in red states. So, what to make of it. Joe Manchin would be one of those guys in West Virginia, just to give you the parallel on the opposite side. So he's got his work cut out for him. And why this job isn't easy, the NCAA is one of those things that people don't like, like politicians. I don't like it, like the IRS. Okay, why? Well, they enforce things. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Now, look, I understand that schools like Miami are upset about the way the NCAA handled things. Schools like Southern Cal are upset. I get it. I get it. Other schools skated, like North Carolina skated. Penn State, when it was all said and done, kind of skated. They got slapped, but they didn't get 
the knockout that they should have gotten. They should have been Apollo Creed with the NCAA being Ivan Drago. But the way I look at this, he, he can do some things out of the gate here to kind of bring everybody together. Now, what's happened here is each conference and each conference commissioner, the fact that they do their own TV rights separate them from any other institution. Could you imagine for one second in the National Football League if like the NFC East did their own TV rights and you had like the Eagles, the Cowboys, Washington. Think, think about this. Think about if you had the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Washington, and the Giants all negotiating their own TV deal. Imagine what that would look like financially as opposed to the AFC South with the Jaguars, the Colts, the Texans, see? And that's what essentially college football is now to a much smaller extent with the four teams in the NFL divisions. But that's essentially what you got. Commissioner of each division doing their own thing. And all the power and all the money in the prestige, SEC doesn't want the Big Ten handling their negotiation rights. And the Big Ten and the SEC definitely don't want the ACC and the Pac-12 sniffing around. They're much more valuable. Why do we want you sniffing around? That's just it. The NCAA is where it is because each of these conference commissioners and each of these schools are beyond greedy. And then inside each school, each individual school is greedy compared to the other schools within. Florida doesn't want to share, share with Missouri. Alabama doesn't want to share South Carolina, kind of share enough as it is, right? If the NFL took the approach that college sports does, the NFL would crack, crumble. Just what? Revenue sharing, all of those things. Like I said, the NFL is the prime example of what? Socialism. Money distributed equally, payroll distributed equally, salary cap. Yeah. So what to do if you're the new commissioner? Well, this is what you do. There's three guidelines, and I wrote down three things that he has to get done immediately. Number one thing is the transfer rule. Charlie Baker's three top priorities is the new commissioner of the NCAA. Number one is the transfer rule. Got to fix it. Now, eligibility-wise, they tried to do something this year for bowl games, which is kind of neat. They made the bowl game exempt, so you can you don't use a year of eligibility if you play in the bowl game. I, I, I like that. They're trying to get as many competitors to stay around as possible, but it's a broken system. Certain guys are staying, Bryce Young, to, to compete in Alabama's bowl game. Other guys are flying the coop, and I get it. I understand why. Michael Mayer at Notre Dame, I'm thinking of guys that are going to be top 20 picks. Michael Mayer at Notre Dame, leaving. Anthony Richardson, Florida, leaving. Bryce Young, staying. Bryce Young is number one pick. Got the most to lose. But it's a case-by-case individual basis. So what now? Well, they're trying to incentivize some guys to stay around, but it's a flawed system. Going to 12 will help out with 12 teams, but Team 13, adios. What's interesting about this is Michael Mayer and Anthony Richardson still would be opting out, even with a 12-team playoff. So, he's got to fix this. And how do you fix it? What do you do? Very interesting, right? Very interesting. One of the things that I put in here, transfer and trade clause. Got to fix these transfer rules. Now, if somebody's leaving for the NFL draft, you're done. You're done. My thing is you cannot declare to transfer until the end of the season. You cannot declare and transfer until the end of the year. Now, this disrupts things because coaches wanted this early signing period. This is coaches' fault. This is athletic directors' fault. These are school presidents' fault. They won their early signing period, so they're going to get their early signing period, which is before the bowl games. But with the early signing period, what happens? Well, guys are getting out of Dodge because they see what's coming. Now you'd have to push signing period back. Coaches don't want that. This is the, You can't have both. Like I've always said, you can't have a pet pig and a bacon sandwich. you got to make a choice here. And the NCAA has got their hands tied. You have to look at the coaches, commissioners, because you have to change your signing day. You want to change these transfers? You've created this mess with the weekend NCAA, the conferences, the commissioners, the presidents, and the coaches created this mess. So 
all right, you can transfer, but you can't transfer until the end of the year. It's one thing you can do. Small things. If you leave before then, okay, you have to sit out the first four games of the next year. Well, that's not, no, no, no. I'm just giving you guys, I'm giving you what he can do. Transfer at the end of the year, the end of your bowl game, you can play immediately. If you opt out before then, you have to sit out the last four games, or the first four games of the next season. Well, then you got a bunch of guys that don't want to be there. Oh, okay. They're just hurting themselves then. Well, if they want to leave, they want to leave. Gang, I'm giving you options. That's what I would do. The second thing, um, they need NIL legislation. Now this, <laughs> you got to cap each team and how much money they can spend. Each team has a set number of scholarships they can dole out. There's a set number of money. Oh, you can't do that. Of course you can. It's called a salary cap. Call it an NIL cap. But the rich don't want this, right? It's the rich raining down on the middle class. But until you set some NIL legislation, you're cooked. Commissioner. NIL legislation, transfer and trade. And the, the third thing that the new commissioner has to do, new NCAA president, um, evaluate employment. This is the simplest way to do it. You're going to a 12-team playoff. They're going to be making so much more money. You have to figure, and this is where you have to look at the schools about being greedy and say, hey, look, you know, we're going to have to employ these guys. And by employing them, okay, now we have them under contract. That solves all of this. If you make them employees, you have them under contract. Scholarship contract's one thing. Financial contract is something else. We have you under contract. If you're in breach of that contract, you're, you have to sit out a year. And as much as, oh, I like the old way. The old way's gone, gang. It's over. If you want to fix this, you employ them. Those should be the top three priorities of Charlie Baker, the new president of the NCAA. And look, in no particular order, I just took care of the things that would be the easiest to do first. Transfer and trade. You want to transfer schools, that's fine. You have to do it after the bowl game. And your coaches are going to have to give up some stuff here. Early signing period is going to be pushed back into January. It's going to have to be. If you, if you want an early signing period, this, this is not going to get fixed. It's just not. person's big and fat goes, I don't know what's going on. When you're eating fast food three times a day, I don't want to give it up. Then you're going to stay fat. Well, maybe they create a magic pill. Well, they don't. Jack and the Beanstalk, not here yet. Maybe someday. Not going to be this day. NIL legislation, going to cap each team. And again, evaluate employment. That would stop a lot of this. That's what I would propose. And revenue sharing is not going to happen. The conferences do their own deals. It's just not. If they don't come together on this, expect this to continue. But this is this is each school president's fault. This is each athletic director's fault. Each school, it's their own fault. Coach's fault. The NCAA is not responsible for the NIL mess. The NCAA is not responsible for the transfer mess. It's you, presidents. It's you, coaches. It's you, ADs. It's your fault. This is what you wanted. This is what you got. That's why you're not in charge of things because you're selfish, greedy individuals. You need somebody that's omniscient in this. Okay. From that to this. Legislation that is going through the pipeline right now is just kind of cruel. Army, I want to make sure I get this right. Army linebacker Andre Carter, he's going to be a second-day pick in the draft. He's going to be a second- or third-round pick at the linebacker position. However, there is something on the table now, the National Defense Authorization Act, that basically forces you to begin your military service immediately upon graduation, your enlistment. Now, there were exemptions for this in the past. We've seen guys that enter the NFL at Army and at Navy and then push off their duties until the end of their career. And Donald Trump allowed this. He, they, they passed a law that you could push this back. Now in Congress, bipartisan, trying to get this where you have to serve immediately. I don't know who this benefits. Who does this benefit? Who does it benefit forcing these guys and women 
in this case, men playing football, no exemption for athletes. I got news for you. Andre Carter could do so much more for the Army and its prestige and its ability to get people to come there, to get quality football players to come there, increasing this team's record, increasing this team's exposure, increasing this team's financial institution in terms of football prowess. Now, you may say that's not much. Oh, that's in the grand scheme of things. I'll stop in the grand scheme of things. It's better for the Army. to. It's better for the Navy to produce NFL talent than not, isn't it? And yes, if there's, and look at the, well, if you let one kid do it, what, no, look, this guy's going to eventually end up, if he has a 10-year NFL career, okay, now he's 32, now his career is over, okay, now he enters active duty, and he's got a two-year service window, what's he doing? Even if it's, you know, the way Elvis and Joe DiMaggio, not everybody's Ted Williams, okay, everybody's a fighter pilot, but his benefit and exposure this is one of these things that I, I I don't get. This is a military misfire, not the military's fault. But Congress screwing this up. Come on, let this guy go to the NFL. What do, do we? Here's Jeff Munkin's right, the head coach at Army. He's right. What's going to happen if you start to do this and you have guys that are juniors in the Army and Navy and they look around like, oh, well, I could be an NFL draft pick. They may go, you know what? I'm a transfer. You're gonna have people, the best and the brightest people, transfer from other schools. You're gonna have guys starting to leave Army. This guy. Fulfilled his duty, stayed the whole time, going to be an NFL football player. Nope. So if you're a junior, why would you stay? Well, you owe it to the country. Oh, you think they owe you? <sighs> Come on. These guys are already braver than you or me or anyone you know. And they're the best of us, aren't they? West Point, Annapolis, they're the best of us. So why punish them? Punish the one out of... About every three years, maybe three or four years, this pops up. Well, it's not fair to the other guys. Well, it's not fair to the other guys that, you know, guys get to go to Alabama and make more money. It's not, life's not fair. Cliches are cliches for a reason. Get, get this fixed. That This National Defense Authorization Act, come on. And I look at a guy like, and I wrote this down, David Robinson. David Robinson grew his way out of the Navy, right? He got so tall that he couldn't be on naval ships because he's too big. When he got to seven feet, it's like, he can't be in he can't be in battleships. He can't be in the Navy. He can't be in a cockpit. He's too big. So if your height pushes you out, shouldn't this push you out too? I just don't get what forcing Andre Carter into Afghanistan when he can go to, oh, this guy went to Army? And he's, oh, what a great story. It's just going to create exposure to the Army and you're going to get more athletes at Army. And here's the other thing, too. If the athlete and the athleticism, let's say you get three or four more exceptional athletes at Army because of this, and three of them don't make it to the NFL and one does, that means you have three more athletic individuals that are enlisted overseas. I don't know about you, but I would kind of like my military to be more athletic. Maneuverability? Just a thought. One to wrap with this. Tom Brady Tempest is this team... Starts to stare into an abyss that is a below 500 season. And the criticism of Tom Brady, he should have left two years. He should have retired after last year. And I always try to tell people, you can make $25 million doing something you love. Why would you quit? Well, see, it didn't work out. Thank you very much, Captain Hindsight. Yeah, this year hasn't panned out the way he wanted it to. Still going to win that division. So they win the division and they're going to be the four seed in the NFC and probably go what? Eight, nine, seven, and 10. The four seed in the NFC or in the AFC is going to be whom? Bills one, Chiefs two. What are we going to have? Bengals three, Texans four. 
So the Texans will be the four seed at nine and eight. Okay. So what? With the losing record. I saw the Seahawks thump the Saints with a losing record hosting. I've seen teams with losing records win home postseason games. Seen it twice. It's happened like twice in the last 15 years. Teams with losing records in the NFL that make the playoffs win their division, hosting games and winning them. Right? No or wrong. Doesn't matter. It happened. Tom Brady had a losing year. Ruined his legacy. Really? Do you know Derek Jeter's final hit of his career at Yankee Stadium? Was well, the only time in his career that he played at Yankee Stadium when he was eliminated from the postseason? Career ruined by coming back one more year? Joe Montana went to the AFC Championship game his second to last year. Do you know who he lost to his last game of his career? Did they make the playoffs? He was in the Chiefs. Did they make the playoffs? Did they? Did they? Yeah, they lost to the Dolphins. Do you remember that? Probably not. Um, hmm, who else do we have here? I got two more guys that I wrote down just for your enjoyment. Kobe went off. Lakers didn't make the playoffs, did they? What Kobe have? 70 points? 60 points? Did they make the postseason? Nope. Michael Jordan, Wizards. No postseason there. So save me the whole thing he heard his legacy or, oh, he should have wrote off. Nobody, nobody rides off into the sunset. They don't. John Elway did, but John Elway missed six games that year. Terrell Davis rode off into the sunset that year. And yet, two years ago, if, let's say he just, he, oh, you're going to go off into the sunset. Tom Brady didn't win that Super Bowl. Bucks defense did. This is just one of these things that's ridiculous. That, oh, we could have. Peyton Manning rode off into this. Look how Peyton Manning ended his career. Got that second Super Bowl, though, didn't he? Yeah, but he was awful that last year. What? He threw twice as many interceptions and touchdown passes. Because falling in love. Everybody wants their athlete to end their career like a Disney movie. Doesn't happen. And if it doesn't, so what? By the way, Tom Brady, last year, career record, 5,300 yards, 43 touchdowns, both career marks. So everybody that thought Tom Brady should have retired after he won the Super Bowl, Tom Brady would have missed out on the best year of his career. Then they lost to the Rams because Cooper Cup made an amazing catch. Or else they probably would have won another Super Bowl. Okay. There's no shame in that. Sometimes it ends that way. Was Drew Brees' career a failure because he came back and lost to Tom Brady the year before that? No, stop that stuff. It's ridiculous. You guys want everything to end like Little Mermaid or Beauty and the Beast. Not a Disney movie, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty. Oh, by the way, Tom Brady this year, 4,700 yards is his pace. 22 touchdowns. His final year in New England, 4,200 yards, 24 touchdowns. So Tom Brady is on pace this year to throw for almost the same amount of touchdowns and more yards than he did his final year in New England. What happened? They hosted a playoff game and they got beat by the Titans. You thought he should retire then. So what did he do? He went to Tampa and won a Super Bowl, extended his career, doing what he loved. Yeah, it's not a Disney ending. So what? Harpon Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harpon Sports Twitter, at Harpon Sports Instagram. You can catch us, Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harpon Sports YouTube channel, Harpon Sports, the Facebook page under the bar, and of course, HarponSports.com. There you go. Get another podcast. 
one more before Sandy comes down the chimney, in which we'll tell you what's going to happen with the postseason uh, in college football. And look around as well. So there you go. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.